Hello and welcome back to uh, Monty Dean Show. The Monty Dean Show. I'm going to say the same joke I do every episode. A lot of thought went into that. <laughs> um, I've dusted off the old show because uh, a lot of people have been asking what's been happening in the state of Victoria. And I couldn't really put it together that well. So I've got a beautiful guest, uh, Topher Field, to come in and actually be elegant and share information and bring you all up to speed while I do my sort of ham-fisted jokes over the top. So it works out well. Uh, Topher, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Look, I've just been called beautiful and elegant in one introduction. So uh, the mm-hmm. check is in the mail, okay? I'll, yep, uh, I'll make sure you yep. get paid for that. I will give back your turtle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've... Uh, I, can uh, would you like to give out where uh, people can find you? Because I'm going to I, I okay. usually do that at the end, but I like to do it at the start as well. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so I'm still mostly on the uh, the evil main uh, the evil um, social media channels, uh, mm. but I do have my own blog as a backup. So I'm most active on Facebook, Topher Field. So facebook.com forward slash Topher Field. I'm also I'm new to Instagram, but that's growing fairly quickly, and I'm getting more active on that at Topher Field. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the ultimate backup, you get the least information this way, but we have the most security of communication this way if I get deplatformed off everything else, is to go to my blog, which is topherfield.net. And on the right-hand side, uh, you can put in your email address. That just goes into my list. You'll get a welcome email and a bit of other stuff just yep. to you know show you some of the stuff I've done recently. And then it'll probably go quiet because I don't really use that very much anymore. But that is yep. my ultimate backup plan for if slash when uh, I <laughs> yes. get that last strike against my Facebook account and they and they take me off. So yep. Facebook, YouTube, and uh, and jump on my blog, toferfield.net. No, thank you for that. I've done that yesterday, um, especially because um, you were famous. You uh, made the papers as you know in the twentieth century. That was exciting. <laughs> now it's like they still they still make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's right. It's, yeah. it's it's probably it's probably equivalent to a relatively low reach uh, Facebook post. <laughs> exactly. Is and um, oh, in thirty seconds, uh, quickly how. Uh, who are you? <laughs> like, where where yeah. did you come from? Because I, I discovered you, um, uh, I think, at the start of the year, because mm. you were uh, covering the the process and being part of that uh, community. And mm. yeah, but we'll get into that later a bit. Soon. But yeah, just for uh, for anyone who has no so idea, who you I've are. been a political commentator for twelve years. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at one time Australia's most watched independent uh, journalist on YouTube. That was mostly because none of the other ones were there yet. Um, and then once they arrived, I very quickly sank down the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I'm, I'm best known for my work on really boring, arcane things like uh, water policy in the Murray-Darling Basin. Mm-hmm. I did work on the legalization of Uber and the deregulation of the taxi industry. I did wow. work on the proposed news media council. I did work on Julia Gillard's not a carbon tax. Like a lot of, you know, I've done work on taxation, et cetera. Really, really dry, boring stuff. Mm. And what I try to do is... I go deep into the subject so that my viewers don't have to. I can then figure out what do my viewers actually need to understand? What's the real story here? What's the actual the, the, the actual understanding where we don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but they come away with a, a comprehensive enough understanding of what's really going on. Yeah, And that's kind of what I've specialized in for about 12 years. I am a libertarian, <clears throat> excuse me, I am a libertarian. I've actually won an award that says I'm a libertarian. Oh, nice. Um, 2015 Libertarian Activist of the Year Award from the Australian Libertarian Society. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm a 12-year sort of veteran of all of this. And then when COVID came along, it just blindsided. All my other work stopped. Uh, Mm. I've been been continuing to work on the Murray-Darling Basin issues because I think it's one of the biggest and most serious issues facing our country at the moment. 
uh, and uh, and it just COVID just took over from everything. I can't, I couldn't get oxygen for anything else, uh, and then of course COVID slowly just became more and more absurd, and and the violations of our rights became more and more sort of in your face. And mm. uh, I began, it was actually in, in March of 2020. So very early in the whole nonsense, I released my first video on the subject. I spoke at my first protest, which was actually the first protest that I know of against lockdowns on uh, April 25th, 2020. Uh, yes, yes. I think I watched that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll even back then. See, 2020 is the year at a time and I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I have a Monday today, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay, yeah. So <laughs> that's like the level. That, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, for uh, people that because you'll be sharing this video uh, yep. clearly, so I'll um, I'll be new to people as well. Yep. I'm from the uh, the spiritual comedy conspiracy world, so it's a niche of a niche of a niche. Mm, yeah. And so coming from the conspiracy world, you could sort of see what happens in March of 2020, where like half the conspiracy theorists are like oh shit it's real yeah, uh, yeah. i started freaking out <laughs> well it was it's interesting because i'm i don't come from the conspiracy world at mm. all myself and uh i'm generally one of the people pouring water on a lot of these sort of people yep. who just yep. get really exercised about this sort of stuff but the last year and a half has been really challenging for me because of how many times the conspiracy theorists have turned out to be right <laughs> exactly and so yeah. i'm having a bit of a hard time <laughs> dealing with that and i still think uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff where people just take things and run with them way too far and i mm -hmm. I, I get mm -hmm. concerned about some people because i think there are some mental health implications to people who really run with this stuff a long way they end up yes. creating a lot of psychological pressure for themselves with things that they can't control even if they were correct there's nothing they could do about it it's not a helpful yep. thing for you know and everyone's different but but i i definitely see some people who i think just run way too deep into this stuff and really end up doing themselves harm however i have to acknowledge that there were things that i dismissed i, I was one of the people that dismissed the lab leak theory for example yep. it just seemed like an unnecessary bit of noise an unnecessary distraction um, and then, hey, presto, all of a sudden, the media turned on a dime, the new information, or actually not new information, but the information that was being poo-pooed earlier on suddenly became accepted. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. everyone thinks that that's the way it works. So I have to put my hand up and say, well done, conspiracy theorists, on some things. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm going to continue to say, just maybe put the brakes on a little bit oh, on yeah. some of the yeah. other don't, stuff. Don't, well, that's, that's what I, um, I well, as I said, I've got to... I, I'm, in in the green room uh a comedy show with andrew bartsis mm. a galactic historian yeah uh he can tap into the akashic records so you know that high woo aspect okay. yeah um but we spend two hours just taking the piss out of everything <laughs> <laughs> and it's like light work of salad or um a, a, a saying that he coined that i use and you can use it as well because i think you've in a similar way you've made the um same example of where uh at the lockdowns when you're trying to not convert but show people the information it's mm -hmm. about um uh, your rights have been eroded you don't mm -hmm. open with and this is the quote uh baby raping lizard wizards you don't open yes. with that yes <laughs> it's just like yeah, you, what yeah. yeah and and this was one of the challenges that we had was was you know people wanting to cram every single message into every single protest yeah uh, and and the reality is and, and this has been my my craft my specialty for the last 12 years is trying to take people and actually move them from where they are closer mm. to where I believe they ought to be. There's yep. no point. I mean, there are some people who have massive audiences on, on the internet and they've, they've gathered these massive audiences by bringing absolutely no value. They simply tell people what they want to hear. Yep. And that's very attractive. That will build you an audience very, very quickly. But in my opinion, has very little value. You're not adding much value to society at all if that's mm. all you're doing. So my objective has always been to actually try and influence people's thinking, which then attracts a much smaller audience because most people don't want to have to think. Yep. But the, the 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 number the very first step if you want to change someone's opinion is you have to meet them where they're at mm -hmm. and then walk with them from there 
Okay. Yes, yes. If you stand over here shouting at them, they're not going to move. They're not going to walk towards you. But if you come to them, you say, hey, here's, the, here's this tiny sliver of common ground that I've found. Mm. Something that we can agree on, something that we at least can have a, a, an adult conversation about. Now walk with me as we, as we talk and people can then be influenced. Yeah, I'm similar as well. I, I don't open with, uh, we're on a, an energy farm on the planet and we can't leave. <laughs> it's more of, um, do you know the, uh, cons- uh, the, um, the corruption in the financial sector? Yeah. And you just start with there, like the Fed, yeah. it, just the Federal Reserve. When you find out, yeah. wait, that's a private company. It's like, yes. And yeah. you just, mm. you, you just pause because- you can And our see money the, has no value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it does because we believe it does, which is fascinating. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. yes. And it's an energy exchange anyway, but it's corrupted and blah, blah, blah. And Well, you, you know about taxation. Yes. Uh, like, uh, it's just, Sadly, it's, more than I would like to. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> taxation is theft is more than a meme. <laughs> yeah. Taxation is not theft. I will Defend it. Taxation is extortion. Okay, not theft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Works. Inflation is theft. Ah. Ah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like Taxation that. is extortion. Yeah. 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 Speaking of um, big words that usually don't get spoken about, in um, uh, let's go with coercion. Uh, mm. So, uh, mm-hmm. let's start with um, because we're in lockdown six. Because I've lost uh, count. I, I yeah. ran out of fingers. Well, I ran out of um, uh, diehard movies because like, <laughs> lockdown, lockdown harder, lockdown yeah, with yeah, a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And they got yeah. to six of like, oh, Lock, yeah, lockdown with a vengeance. I like it. I hadn't thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah. So uh, we all moved on to Star Wars movies. And so mm. it's the uh, return of the lockdown, which is mm-hmm. return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that we're going to get to lockdown 10, but we'll get into mm-hmm. that in a bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll sort of set it up. Uh, two days before we went into lockdown, our fearless leader, uh, dictator Dan. <laughs> he has so many nicknames, and uh, uh, for those uh, who don't live in Victoria, we have to see his ugly mug and his presentation style. What um, he did? What a hundred days in a row of press conferences? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, just you know, nails on a, a blackboard. No, yeah. that's that's enjoyable compared to watching. <laughs> you know, just want to pick him up by the ears and yeah. Um, yeah. he yeah, what they call double donut day. I'm like. Who's the marketing people at these? But that means zero cases and zero deaths. Less than 48 hours. uh, um, They announced we're going into lockdown in three hours. Yeah. And so I'll I'll hand it over to you. Because did you make it to that Flinders Street Station um, protest that day? Did I make it to that one? Um, Or is that when? The other day or on that day. I don't think I did. I, I made it to the snap lockdown, snap protest for the lockdown number five. Okay, yep. Um, but I live I live an hour out of the city and yep. I'm the primary carer for our kids. So unfortunately, there's a lot of this stuff that happens, you know, uh, I was at or basically every single one when they were being planned well in advance and I knew the date and I could organize things. Yep. And now that things are happening much more spur mm-hmm. of the moment, um, I've, I'm getting to some, but I'm also, I'm also, I'm like you guys, I'm spectating others. I, you know, yep. I just can't do them all. Anyway, um, let me, let me rewind just a fraction for those that may not quite be sort of across just how significant things have been here in Melbourne. We now have the dubious honour of having the longest and most extended and deepest lockdowns of anywhere on planet Earth. Mm. Um, it's basically, we are the most locked down uh, and the only place that can claim to be more locked down than we are is North Korea. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of it. And it wasn't COVID in their case, um, mm. but we are, we are the most locked down place in the world from a COVID point of view. It all started in March uh, of 2020. They said two weeks to flatten the curve and lots of people, myself included, went along with that. 
now. If I may, um, um, that was just, sorry, that was just basically because they believed the medical system would be swamped and be overrun, which yeah. they're still doing today, but I'll, I'll please continue. Well, and then they, they took one point something billion dollars to then uh, increase our emergency room capacity by 4,000 beds. The money's gone, but the beds haven't materialized. So, uh, but they um, do have a nice shiny tank. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they've had that for a few years. That wasn't oh, the point, oh, whatever billion. So, so oh. they bought that with other money. Mm. Um, but two weeks to flatten the curve. And, and, you know, back then we were being told, don't wear a mask. It's a waste of a mask. Um, and then, of course, that changed uh, shortly afterwards. But we were being told the social distance in shops had their, their, their capacities reduced and some types of shops were shut down and so forth. And by and large, the Victorian population went along with it because it was two weeks there was at least a logic behind it. There mm. was, you know, we're protecting hospital capacity. There's at least a logic there, yes. right? I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't think it was proportional, but there's a logic there. So I went along with it, mm. as did many, many people. And then, of course, before that two weeks was over, the narrative had already shifted. Mm. Uh, it was no longer about protecting the hospital system capacity. It was now about getting back to zero, COVID zero, which then continued to be our mantra up until only about a month ago, where they finally walked back, actually probably less, about three weeks ago. They mm. finally walked back from this COVID zero madness. And in the intervening time we've had now, um, it's, it's been well over 500 days that have passed. We've had well over 250 something days in lockdown in that time um, of varying degrees. The rules keep changing. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of the infuriating things is that the rules are changing. At, at one time there, it felt like they were changing almost daily and they're very detailed and very arcane sort of rules. If you're this type of shop and this type of other thing is going on, then you can allow that many people. But if the other thing's going on, then you can only allow this many people. And everyone's trying to make sense of it. It's changing every day. The police mm. are always out of date enforcing rules no. that don't apply anymore <laughs> or over-enforcing rules. I actually had a joke was where uh, you're not allowed to meet your family at your house, but you can go to a brothel and hang out with them. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. The, the, the ridiculous of it. Um, and um skip ahead to uh we're closing down uh playgrounds for children oh like, what what okay. was the insanity see so, I, I don't want to jump to around too much yeah, no, no, no. Okay. So, so i'll fast forward through a, a lot of that that was the state of affairs so myself uh and a number of others would show up to protest around about once to twice a month we would try mm. to maintain a tempo that was that was sustainable mm. and uh there were other people organizing these protests and a lot of mistakes were made early on i mean none of us not myself, none of these other people have ever been involved in an illegal protest movement before. We're not like yeah. full-time professional protesters. Um, so a lot of mistakes were made, uh, but, but lessons were learned and things improved and we started to have some really effective protests. But in the, in the meantime, the police violence started to ramp up and we went from the police trying to disperse the crowd to now the police running in and making arrests and trying to kettle uh, the mm -hmm. crowd so the crowd can't leave. Think about the irony of it's COVID, we need you to all socially distance and everything else. But if you come out to protest against all the rules, then we're going to kettle you and cram you in as closely as possible to each other and to the police for hours on end so that we can pluck you out one at a time and get yeah. your details and, and give you fines and things. So, mm. and, and the other thing to keep in mind is Melbourne had a Black Lives Matter rally at, yes. a, time when, at a time when protest was illegal. They had a Black Lives Matter rally over 10,000 people and they just gave a couple of token fines to the people who organised the rally. That was it. The police mm. stood back, never interfered, never intervened. It was on uh, Saturday, I think it was around about the 25th, 26th, whatever it was of um, August, I think it was, late in August. Um, what's a Saturday? 22nd, it must have been. And uh, that is the first time that rubber bullets finally got used on us. And a guy uh, called- Matt That was Lawson in the city, wasn't shot. it? That was in the city. Yeah. A guy called Matt Lawson got shot. The irony being Matt Lawson is an incredibly calm, incredibly level-headed man 
and his self-appointed role in these because there's no there's no ruler there's no leader you just mm. go in and you do your thing he was trying to defuse tensions he was often talking people in the protest down from their level of angst and getting them just to calm it down a little bit uh, and he'd been speaking to police officers at various points in time and making sure that they understood that some people had chosen to bring children um, to the protests and you know there are children in the crowd let's just let's just be calm mm. he saw he saw the officer with the rubber bullet gun and he it's all on video he walked forward saying what is that you're not going to shoot that mm. um, and the guy lit him up yeah uh, and he became the first person to get shot with uh, with a, a rubber bullet. And since then, rubber bullets have basically just become a, in some cases, literally their first resort, not their last yes, resort. Yeah, I was actually. So we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the tank in a minute. But you asked about the playgrounds. Hmm. This was the first, in my opinion, big mistake that the sociopath or actually psychopath, sorry, hmm. uh, that the psychopath Daniel Andrews, who has managed to get himself into the seat of power in Victoria made he's played his cards very very cleverly and like a true psychopath he's a very intelligent man um he just lacks empathy and he lacks mm. the ability to actually care about anybody but himself and <clears throat> he divided people and played people brilliantly right up until this playground lockdown mm. and the support for lockdowns in two weeks went from 56 percent to 44 percent. he lost 12 basic 12 percentage points Mm. Of, of his support for lockdowns in two weeks because he did a blanket ban on all of the playgrounds. And a lot of people then started to go, hang on, where's the science for this? Yeah. Children do not, uh, children are unlikely to contract COVID. If they do contract it, it tends to be mild and they are very unlikely to pass it on. And there has been no recorded example of outdoor transmission in Australia. Mm -hmm. So shutting down children's playgrounds makes no sense at all at multiple levels. And yet when you've also shut down people's schools, their sports, they're not allowed to visit family and they're not allowed to visit friends. Playgrounds became one of the last things that parents had to be able to actually look after their own sanity and the, the mental and physical well-being of their kids. Yeah, the mental illness is through the roof. And right. uh, um, there are children, I've seen video, it's um, half cute, half sad. Uh, a toddler going around and using everything as a, a sanitizer thing. Yeah. She would like tap yeah. on it and like, like, oh, look, that's cute. But then you realize psychological that's so, damage. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological damage that's being done to our kids. And mm. I've been banging on about this now for a couple of months that we are being forced by the government to choose between being a good citizen or being a good parent mm -hmm. because you can't be both anymore. No, know, and, no. And we all have to make that that decision. If I get a, um, I think uh, a good uh, disclaimer of mm. uh, where we stand, because um, I mean, <laughs> I was talking to a friend who was like, um, yeah, don't open with a bombastic theory from the conspiracy world is the COVID is a time traveling uh, karma resolution disease. You don't open with that. <laughs> but the thing yep. is, if there, <laughs> there is a uh, there is a disease out there. I mean, most of it could be influenza and cold. But the point is, um, it's not about health. It's about control and mm. everything else. Right. And so uh, the response, I'm sure you've said it before, the response to what's happening is out of proportion. Completely so out of proportion. That's, that's basically yeah. where we're coming so from. That's a good point. There'll be plenty of people that watch this that don't know me and don't know any of my work. So let, let me lay out real quick where I stand on this. Mm -hmm. Is there a, such a thing as COVID-19? There is something out there that's killing more people than average. All right. Mm -hmm. If you, all you have to do is look at the all-cause mortality statistics around the world, and you will see that when two, 2020 winter flu season hit, it was a bad one. You can see the spike in all-cause mortality. Now, mm. we can argue about whether the number of deaths is correct, whether they've over-attributed into COVID-19, whether the, co the, the PCR tests are actually effective at detecting yeah, whatever yeah, this thing yeah. is. We can argue about a lot of the details. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. But one thing that I think is patently clear from the data, which I would consider the all-cause mortality data to be among the most reliable that we can get. There's, mm. there's very little subjectivity. And I really don't think that countries are running around fudging that data and making up a whole bunch of extra dead people, right? Mm. I would consider personally the, the all-cause mortality data is pretty, is pretty reliable and pretty indicative. And something is happening. Yes. Something yes. was causing something. Mm. Um, now... We very quickly, learned, well, there's, there's two things to know. Number one, in the early days of any pandemic, the numbers will always look worse than they actually turn out to be. And there's good reasons for that. It's not, it doesn't have to be people wanting to manipulate the data. The simple fact is, at first, no one knows there's anything. And then someone notices, hey, there's some people getting sick in this really particular way, or there's people dropping dead in larger numbers, or they notice something. Yeah, and the reaction begins yeah. at that point. And who are they testing to find out if they have the disease? The people that are presenting the hospital. There's no widespread testing yet. There's no finding asymptomatic cases yet. There's none of that. Yeah. So early on, very early in the pandemic, when they're saying, oh, this looks like it has a fatality rate of 30% or 12% or whatever it might have been, that's the nature of the very early days of any new disease. Who's being tested for the disease? The people that are already super sick, the people yeah. that are the most likely to die. And we know that that number will only get better as time goes on because testing will widen out. We'll discover a lot more people had it than we thought, et cetera. So the early data was really scary, but the early data is always going to be scary. And so this mm -hmm. is now sort of January, February, you know, we're getting these ridiculous stories of people dropping dead in the streets of Wuhan. Mm. Well, that never happened. And we know that never happened because it's mm. never happened anywhere else in the world. Well, yeah. Also, um, is anyone going to really believe the Chinese government in their media? <laughs> so I mean, I do. I don't really stray into politics that much. I make fun of it, but yeah. I have a strong um, political view on China. They suck. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So by, by the middle of March 2020 was when the first actually decent data began to come out. And the particularly seminal report came out by a bloke by the name of John Ioannidis. Now, he's not just any old epidemiologist. He literally wrote the book on the statistics of epidemiology. Mm. All the other epidemiologists learned from him. And okay, his book. Yep, yep. He literally wrote the book that they read <laughs> to learn. Yes. Okay. So when he comes out with a report, and he says, our best estimate at the moment is that the actual infection fatality rate is somewhere around about 0.2 to 0.3%. Mm. In March 2020, you have to say this is the world's greatest mind on this issue. And this is his actual estimate based on all of the data. It was a meta-analysis of all the data that he could get from all over the world. Well, guess what? The official infection, not the case fatality rate, the official global infection fatality rate is now, according to the World Health Organization. Uh, the same? Approximately 0.26%, right yeah. in the middle of his range. Yeah. Now, and this is um, a, a month after, um, is it the London Institute? Or there was that thing uh, that went out like... The, the Imperial College of yes, London. Um, they, yeah. they, so Neil Ferguson was the charlatan. I'm not mm. going to. I'm not going to dishonor other um, academics by calling him an academic. That's an absolute insult to everybody else. He is the charlatan who wrote that report. Now I call him a charlatan not to be mean, but because he has a long history of massively overestimating the danger of infectious mm. diseases. He predicted uh, between hundreds of thousands and millions dead from a whole host of different diseases, from SARS to MERS to mad cow disease and all sorts of other ones in between. His apocalyptic predictions are incredibly predictable. Ironically, you can predict <laughs> that his, his prediction yeah. is going to be apocalyptic and they have never once come true. Mm -hmm. So he then came out with an apocalyptic prediction as to what was going to happen in England. Because remember early on, England were not buying into the whole lockdown stuff. They were taking yeah. a similar path to Sweden early on. Yeah. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden this report came out and scared the government into locking down and doing what the rest of the world had done. That report adds to uh, Neil Ferguson's appalling record and the fact that he actually, no, he did lose his job because he was breaking quarantine in order to have an affair with a married woman. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so um, I was about to say the fact that he still has his job is appalling. He doesn't have his job, but the fact that he's not in prison for malpractice and for the yeah. harm that he has caused to the British people as a result of his malpractice, I think is, a, is an absolute yeah, disgrace. Because I, I get the feeling that governments today are still using that as their benchmark. It seems like some of them have not advanced their knowledge or their data beyond about February of 2020. It's as though yeah. nothing we've learned nothing new in that time. And I would say Victoria is an example of that. Oh, yeah. Just because um, we're, we're Australians, bloody oath. <laughs> and it's like it, you've got people across the planet going, the fucking what? <laughs> it's like, aren't you Australian? You're lovely. Yeah. But then um, uh, we'll only talk about Victoria. Uh, New South Wales, that is a totally different show sure. uh, on, well, for us and them, because it's mm. just ridiculous. Well, I'll, I'll just mention one. Uh, today, apparently the unvaccinated will get freedoms on the 1st of December. If 80, if there's 80% of the population double jabbed. Yeah, or 80 or 90 or whatever. Yeah, it's, no, it's, 80, it's yeah, 80% it, it, double jabbed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's coercion. So that's yeah. the point. Anyway, yes. so um, let me get back to the timeline because we never got to the uh, we never got to the armored vehicle driving down the street. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a week. I mean, it yeah. started out with that submarine thing, and that was apparently <laughs> the least worse. It is, I know. I did connect I, it all though because of um, uh, China and Dan Andrews and blah blah blah. And now so, the French um, are pissed off with us. Yeah. So um, where we're in time, where um, the lockdown started three three hours notice, which is fascinating. Yep. yep. Um, and then was a um, now if you weren't at that. Uh, rally. I think that's when I, I, I do apologize. I can't remember her name. She was arrested. I think that was that one. No, she got grabbed at that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. She got okay. grabbed at that one and then released. Yeah. Uh, and we all thought for a little while that she had been arrested. Mm. Um, so I was actually here and I was trying to broadcast and I was bringing in other people's live feeds into my little broadcasting software and then putting it out there and trying to get live sort of reports from people who could tell us what was going on, et cetera. So yes. I was as in the dark as anybody else. And it, we got word that she'd been grabbed. And then um, I found her live streaming about 20 minutes later. And so she was still, she was mm. still free. Uh, they, they did arrest her while she was driving a little while later. So we can talk about Monica Schmidt. She's now free again. Oh, good. Uh, and good. she was originally, we were going to be having a, a chat on my Facebook page tonight, but we've had to postpone that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but let's let's walk through this step by step. So uh, number six was announced. There was curfews. Mm -hmm. There were only four reasons to leave your house. One hour of exercise. No friends for your kids. No school for your kids. No organized sport for your kids. No family visits unless they actually already lived in your own home uh, mm -hmm. for your kids. So this is government mandated child abuse and uh, a total abuse, you know, shutting down all the shops, et cetera. The number of human rights violations wrapped up in these lockdowns is, is mm. astonishing. Oh, sorry. Um, I've got a comic book character called uh, Captain Pedantic. Oh, yes. Guess what I do? Uh, five, um, to get vaccinated. You're right. The they did add that. There, there was, so the yeah. fourth was, was there for ages and then the vaccine came along and they, they've yeah. said, now you're allowed to leave the house to do that. Yeah. So and was that the five kilometer radius That was five well? kilometers, which yeah. they've done before and they reintroduced that again. Yes. Um, and... So we had another protest organized for two Saturdays ago. Um, and so we went ahead with that particular protest. Hang on, because um, it was supposed to be four weeks. And then I think two weeks in, they stretched it out or something. I, it, it's yeah, all a they, blur. They, yeah, they keep on fiddling with it all the time. Yeah. And, and you can never trust them to actually do what they've said they're going to do. They just, they can't mm -hmm. keep their word. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we held that protest on the Saturday and things were really sketchy. The protest organizers were really clever in how they put the protest together. And we were able to get a critical mass together, a couple of thousand people, and we started marching. Uh, one of the things that the media get, consistently gets wrong is that they say that we're the ones who are there for violence. I then actually went through, so I live streamed that entire protest and then I went through and I did a chat where I broke it down and I showed people my footage from the day and commentated and showed people where we were and what was going on. And I can prove to you beyond a shadow of doubt, we consistently walk away from the cops. Yeah, we that consistently was, walk that was, away from um, confrontation. That's where uh, you had the first clash up near uh, Parliament House where they, they had the spray and that was that that um protest wasn't it no different protest so we never went anywhere near parliament house the no, I, 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 so yeah because um the the there was a protest in the city uh mm -hmm. where they they're moving which i knew for uh, they're there for a fight then why yeah. did protesters constantly see cops and walk the other way yeah, yeah. so that Doesn't was the protest sense. before this one and that's yep. the one where matt lawson got shot Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because so um, a... I, I just want to mention uh, the Ring of Steel. Yeah. Uh, because they, they what, half a million dollars and the pro and you guys just go on, oh, we'll go to Richmond then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we just, we simply set up uh, and set our organizing, our meeting point outside of that Ring of Steel. And then we marched mm -hmm. away from the cops. Because yes. we're not there for a fight. We're there to make a point. We're there to exercise our human right to protest because we're not happy with what our government is doing. Mm, right? That's what months, we're there yeah. After 18 months. Now, I was I spoke at my very first protest in April of 2020. There were 70 of us there. We caused absolutely no trouble. Mm. When the government gets pissed at people for causing trouble now, the only answer they should be getting from journalists and from the public is, well, why the hell didn't you listen 18 months ago when mm -hmm. they weren't causing trouble? They'd, you know, if you ignore someone when they whisper, they speak. If you ignore them when they speak, they shout. If you ignore mm. them when they shout, guess what you're going to get, right? Yeah. And that's where we are now. Did you so, see? Oh, go ahead. So at this particular protest, we got kettled the first time and then managed to escape um, through a, a, a large gate that uh, a resident opened so that we could slip through a... a um, yes, uh, the mean streets of Richmond. In, <laughs> in the mean streets of Richmond, that's right. Uh, and then we marched away from the cops again and, uh, and minded our own, our own business. And then the cops kettled us. We, we went through a location that wasn't the best idea. Um, yeah, I know exactly where that is because yeah. uh, my, my uh, family is very transport um, uh, orientated, uh, trams and buses. Mm -hmm. uh, you walk past uh, Q Depot, the tram yeah. depot there. Yeah. And for those who know, and because <laughs> I've got a large American audience, I keep befuddling them with local references. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you crossed the Yarra River and you entered um, sort of Hawthorne Q area, Correct. went around and you're heading back towards Richmond. Correct. And it was through, um, I'm not sure how tall it is, but it, it's a cutting and it's, it, it's, it's like tall. a- yeah, it's, it's like a box, yeah, a box canyon, but it's it's yeah, um, uh, yeah it's like the Grand Canyon type thing. Yeah, um, and the police knew what they're doing mm -hmm. uh, in that respect because it's yep. like, oh, we can. It's a choke point, mm -hmm. and they uh, near the bridge they set up a line, and that's when uh, I think that's when that woman was knocked over and sprayed in the face. I can, I can tell you exactly yeah, what okay. happened with all of that. Yeah. So so we were marching. The other, th it's a like a box canyon, and there's obviously only a narrow entrance at each end. And the other thing is there's a slight hump in it. So as you yes. enter at one end, you can't see the ground at the other yes, end. Yes, that's right. Yes. The cops yes. were actually out of our sight until we'd already marched into that. And I, you can see me on my video. I was live streaming. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of this idea, yeah. but hopefully we'll get through and get across the bridge. I and was, then sure enough, the cops were waiting for us. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but what can you do? Like, it's the, again, there's no one organizer. No one's in charge. And mm. so the crowd kind of makes its own decisions dynamically. And, and, and that's where we ended up. Mm. So then they stopped us down the bottom and they had cops walking along behind us and they stopped us up the top. 
And we all kind of settled in to be kettled and to be arrested and to be fined and to probably you know, be touched up a little bit by a couple of overly aggressive cops because uh, I like to do that along the way. Said, you know, they'll pick off a few people. They'll pick the big guys, hit them a few times, rough them up and, uh, yep. and drag them away. And then that way, no one else gives them any trouble. You know, yep. sort of that seems to be the, 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 the mentality because uh, they don't get charged with assault. Even if they assault you with deadly weapons, it never seems to actually be a problem for them. Hmm. Um, well, the crowd had other ideas and um, the, the, what that happened was the group of police that had been walking behind us was smaller than the group of police that had blocked us. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of the guys were just like, we're pushing through. Mm. Oh, you call it the Braveheart moment. Yeah, yeah. And we've <laughs> yeah. had a few of those along the way. There's been a few times when when protesters have broken through police lines, but it's never, the way the media like to portray it is they pretend like we've marched up to a police line yep. and then decided to keep going. That's how they like to pretend it worked. They never show the wide shot that no. shows that the police have boxed us in on every single side. Mm. So either we're going to sit there and get beaten up and get fined and arrested for exercising our human rights, or we're going to push our way through. Yeah. That's the actual option. We don't have we. It, that only happens once I've taken away the option of peacefully walking the other direction. I, yes, and right. just remembered as well um, because uh, there's so much. <laughs> the day before, if you remember, uh, the construction workers had their own uh, lunch break uh, yes. protest yes. because um, they unfortunately they're, they're common rooms. I think not tea rooms. Yeah. yeah. Now, and I read uh, basically uh, there's a reason why they have those. It's because when you're on a massive site, everywhere it's basically danger. If you're in that room, it's a safety issue. Yeah. And so, do you want 400 construction workers all around the site or on the street yeah. with COVID and everything else yeah. like that? So that's when they noticed the police did nothing on that day. It's like, oh, geez, he's a bit big. Yeah, um, yeah right. we'll that's just right. let them have lunch. Yeah, um, they, right. um, for those who didn't see the footage, they brought out tables and sat in the middle of the road, stopping trams Brilliant. and traffic. Brilliant. Brilliant yeah. way to protest. Yeah. And then on the Saturday, we're just been talking about it yeah. where we, um, we had oh, our pre-organized protest mm. so we broke through that police line and i was actually part of that running of the bulls i called it because it was it was just yes. this crazy sort of situation um where we pushed through that police line and it was immediately after that what happened was the senior sergeant who i'm informed by my friends who are, who are police officers or ex-police officers mm -hmm. would have been the individual in charge of that whole situation mm -hmm. so that line that blocked us had a senior sergeant in it who would who was the guy in charge yeah all of a sudden we break through the line at the other end. And from his perspective, standing there, he goes from having all of us trapped to all mm. of a sudden, it's like, it's like the, 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 the sea parting was just all the water's gone. All the people are gone. Yeah. Ghost town. Right? Yep. Full. <laughs> and there's one woman and one photographer an age photographer is there supporting yes. a woman who we've now marched for kilometers. We've been on our feet for over an hour. We've already been yeah. kettled once. She was 70 years old and she clearly gave up walking. Mm. And she stood there thinking that the police would grab her, take her away, write her a fine, whatever it might be. And that yeah. would be that. Instead, the senior sergeant walks up to her, shoves her with both hands. Her feet come off the ground, such as the force of the shove. Yep. She goes down and her head gets that whip effect yep, the bang, onto the yeah. concrete. Then the senior sergeant, along with another police officer, bend over and pepper spray her in the eyes while she's lying on the ground, having just smashed her head as a result of being pushed by him. And then they keep walking like the complete psychopaths they are, as if nothing happened. Yep. That's the footage that's gone around the world. Correct. Correct. One of them. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. I wanted to spell a number of myths here because there are people saying it was a setup. It was a 34 year old man. There was a wig, blah, blah, blah. It mm -hmm. took a little while for me to get all of the information and to put it all together. I am now certain that this is what happened. There is a woman. She goes to a Macedonian church uh, along with one of my followers who has filled me in with some of this information. And then others have come from photographs and, and mm -hmm. other eyewitness accounts. 
She is approximately 70 years old. She was at the protest. She's a red-headed, curly-headed woman. Mm. She was concerned about being identified. And so she brought this bulky overcoat and she brought a black wig mm -hmm. so that she would not be identified. Mm. Uh, and when things got intense, she put the wig on. Yes. Then when she got shoved over, the wig did get knocked off yes. and it lay on the road beside her. However, this, there was a photograph from a very low angle where you can't see much of her face. And they claimed that it was a 34-year-old man. That is a complete lie uh, and was a complete lie put out there by people who want to defend the, the violence from the police officers. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'm sure we'll get into that where um, the, the Victorian, half the Victorian public um, are, are, are cheering them on. It's like, Correct. I know you can disagree with the protesters for what they're doing, yep. but how can you justify... Yeah, but how can you justify the police brutality? And that's yeah. what's going overseas. They're just seeing yeah. the police brutality. Yeah, yeah, They're actually saying in the United States, certain people, uh, let's not get, um, let's, let's, uh, how did they say, let's not have America turn into Australia. Yeah. So that's the example they're using. 100%. 100%. Yeah. We have now been, there is a children's, uh, a series of children's books that I'll be talking about on my Facebook channel tonight. Instead of interviewing Monica when she she's not available, mm. I've been wanting to do this for a while. There's a set of children's books called The Tuttle Twins that I love. And I bought actually two copies of the whole set because I knew that we'd wear, wear them out. Yeah. Um, and I read them to my kids and they're fantastic books all about economics all about freedom they're, they're, they're basically the closest thing to libertarian children's books that you can get but they're really high quality really well written really nicely illustrated yeah they've just released the, the 12th book in the series and victoria is the cautionary tale in that book Ooh. uh warning these kids about what can happen if you let the government get too much power yeah right that's i'm proud that's and sad which we're being talked about yeah, I'm proud and sad at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a it's not a, a, a crowning achievement that we wanted. Now, mm. after that Saturday protest, so that was the third protest in a row where we embarrassed Victoria Police yes. because each time they upped their they escalated their tactics, mm -hmm. and each time we were still able to get a critical mass together and have a successful protest. Yeah. Now, on the Monday, all of a sudden, everything took a massive twist because the unions suddenly were having this massive. Uh, street fight basically with their yeah. own union leadership who was selling them out mm -hmm. and the union members did not want to be forced to have to have the vaccination mm. uh, and they didn't want to be forced to have to pick and choose which jobs they could take based on their vac yeah. status this is where i discovered rookshan yes because okay. i'm like i'm like okay um well, i i've seen him do blah 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 oh he's at this rally uh, and and it was it was the members having a problem with so the police sort of stood back then things Correct. got way out of hand. So yeah. it's all, yeah. it is all filmed as well. So yeah, if you it's were, all there. And, and if Rukshan, bring in, R U K S H A N, yeah. uh, he's a god among men. I mean, the yes. man, the man, the, the people literally chant his name. Yes. All right. I'm not, I'm not even making he, he, that up. He, he is um, popular um, overseas. He's getting over 50,000. It's not all Australians. Yeah, there no, are no, people no, from right. Chicago and New York and everywhere yeah. wondering why. And because it's of our networks, like with your followers and yeah. people yeah, that uh, right. listen to that's me right. and stuff like that. So, and he, at times on his live streams, when he's just showing you what happens, he, like he's just pointing the camera and just letting you see what's happening at these protests. Mm. He at times has peaked at over 100,000 viewers our mainstream news channels are typically between 2,000 and 4,000. Yeah. So one independent media journalist is literally getting 20 times, 30 times the reach of our so-called mainstream uh, media. Yeah, so the hit pieces came out on the weekend, but uh, yes, we're, getting, right. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So he yeah. was there on Monday uh, right. because he's done the hard work already yeah. and he was wondering what's going on. And um, I'll let you, you'll be able to edit down the timeline. You know, <laughs> Uh, can we say Yahtzees? <laughs> Look, 
it, 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 it all gets a bit surreal because all of a sudden, this was not the experienced group of protest organizers that had learned lessons over the last 18 yes. months. Yes. These were unionists who were generally younger, very angry and rightly angry, both yeah, the yeah. government for what the government was doing, but also the union leadership for selling them out. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have any experience or any sort of strategic nous whatsoever. Mm. So they just went for straight normal union tactics. If you mm. don't like something, you punch somebody in the mouth, mm. uh, you know, kick down a door, you break the glass, yeah. you're chanting every day, every day. And I'm sitting there. So I wasn't there. I was watching it. I was watching Ruxian's coverage the same as everybody else. And I'm just sitting there going, you guys have no idea what you're saying. It's yeah, great. You can turn up every day to a picket line, mm. you know, turning up every day to get shot at by the cops. Yeah. You're not going to do that every day for very yeah. many days. You're not French. You're Australian. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, it went into a second day and it went into a third day. And I joined in on the third day. And the third day is when things, I think, I mean, everything was already so surreal and so far out of hand. But this has so far been the pinnacle of the absurdity for me. Mm. On the Wednesday morning, after two days of these tradie protests, of these, these union protests, Daniel Andrews, the psychopath in charge of our state, gets on the TV and says, we're going to roll out new gear and new tactics. You'd better not come into the city to protest. Yeah, after right? an earthquake as well. Oh, there's, there's an earthquake. So, there's so many jokes. Like um, uh, when after the union um, office was destroyed, so like, yeah, I've got a, a small job, cash offer, uh, we need the construction. <laughs> and then um, like conspiracy world of like, well, uh, earthquake, is it? Because it's rare that we have an earthquake. Mm. And mm. so that's a different different, yeah, conversation. different conversation. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, it's um, people instantly went joking well, well isn't it a shame they um stood down all the construction work yeah that's now, right yeah, repair so, the damage. <laughs> and then then you yeah yeah the um uh this uh see my mind is so full of jokes and stupidity uh you have uh the police commissioner basically coming out yeah we've got new tactics as well as dan andrews mm -hmm. uh on a side uh thing a sidestep just very quickly the chief health officer uh, so these people are wacky they think they'll um get better after have ingesting horse paste and it's like Dude, it won the Nobel Peace Prize in yeah. 2015. And, and, it's and, been used since the 60s. Yeah, no one's no one is saying that we should take the veterinary version of it. We just want access to the human version of it. Thank yeah. you very much. And so um, this, I'll, I'll stop here because I know there's so many times where it's like, hang on, aren't you supposed to be knowledgeable? Why are you in charge? I remember, is it the, you got the commission, is it deputy commissioner, the next one down? Um, assistant commissioner or deputy commissioner? I can't yeah, remember yeah, which. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, these protesters and apparently the sovereign sovereignty movement, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm like, dude, thirty seconds. Google. Just find yeah, out yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. It's not yeah, that yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, I'll stop there. And, yeah. and this is the thing: they identify one person in the crowd, and they go, "Ah, oh, yeah, we know that he's a right wing nut job." Okay, and yeah. maybe he is. Hmm. But then they say, "Right, the whole crowd's just full of right wing nut jobs." Yeah. That's uh, all yeah. And yeah, then you've got Rukshan, and this is why they hate Rukshan, and the, the hit jobs have come out against him. He's interviewing these people. You know, there's this group of people standing there with the punja, uh, with the um, the turbans. Sikh turbans yeah, Sikh around yeah, their heads, and, the, and he goes up to them and says, "Oh, hi guys. You know, where are you from?" And they're, "Oh, we're from Punjab, mm. uh, in India, and uh, you know, we're Sikhs." And oh, so why are you here? Well, we don't want to be forced to take the the, the vaccination. Mm. Then he walks up to another group of people, and they'll be from Croatia, and another group of people, and they're from wherever else. And and I actually saw, and this is this is how deep down the rabbit hole we are. Mm. I saw someone criticizing Rukshan with a comment on one of his live streams saying, why are you only interviewing ethnic people when we know that this is a right-wing um, neo-Nazi mm. rally? Yeah. I'm like, 
you are literally seeing him just walk up to the next person and then the next person yeah. and the next random person. <laughs> where, right? where? And he's just talking to anybody that will talk to him. But you are so sure that what the media told you was right, mm. that you are literally saying, I will not believe my eyes. Yeah, there's no evidence of... Because like, I, I, when you're reading this stuff, I so want to um, post back, are the Nazis in the room with us now? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, right. that's right, that's uh, right. Now, it's, because we're critical thinkers, yes, there is <sighs> neo-Nazis out there. All yes. four of them, but yep, the thing is, right. it's like how can you say? I mean, um, that's going, uh, John Sector, uh, one of the union bosses. Well, this is before they broke in. He was when the um, uh, I'll come, I'll come out talk to you. All right, cool. Give me an hour and I'll come yep. back out. During yep. that hour, he's talking to three AW, uh, oh, which a local, is a radio station for those yeah, who aren't. Yeah, local radio, uh, the local talk radio station. Been around for years. My grandfather used to listen to it in the eighties a lot. It's yep. cool if it's your, your cup of tea. Yeah, but that's when he said, "Oh, yeah, there's hardly any members here. Um, it's all these pro, uh, professional protesters, r- right wing, alt right, neo Nazis," yeah. and someone was listening to 3AW, told a friend at the the um, protest and you wonder why they got extremely uh, agitated yeah. and cranky yeah. and went nuts. And then that came out as well. And so, and also on that Monday, uh, yeah, you're all neo-Nazis and the government goes, oh, well, um, we're losing control. We'll shut down the construction industry for two weeks. Now, every construction worker has nothing to do. So guess what they'll do tomorrow? Yeah, they right. went to the protest. Okay, so Wednesday morning, out comes the Premier, out comes the, the Police Commissioner saying new tactics, new equipment, don't come into the city, don't protest. Now, if there's one time that you need to exercise your human rights, it's when your government is telling you you don't need to exercise your human rights. <laughs> yeah. Right, That's it's as simple as that, right? If mm. you, if, Even if you had no issue with the vaccine, the moment the government comes out and says you're not allowed to protest, every single person that understands what human rights are should be on the streets Yeah, immediately, right? That's all the reason you need. Well, but- on top of that is they yeah. won't listen to you. That's the other yeah. thing of like Daniel Andrews says, I don't even know what they're protesting. And you've seen the footage where the, the reporter says, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how out of touch are you? Yeah. And, like, then what- said, and then his answer, he says, well, that's their right, but da 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Mm. You're not treating it like that's our right. And mm. that's the problem. That's yes. that's why it's getting as rough as it is. And there's no conversation. I mean, there's a, a divide in society, different conversation. I think we've got about four shows booked now with you. <laughs> Just to, yeah, 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 to cover all this different stuff. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not helping the divide. Um, and yeah, we'll get to the shrine. And so he's out of touch. Um, he's trying to control and just the normal control freak psychopath is like, oh, you're not listening to me. And, yep. and yet we get called children because we want to actually have um, an adult conversation. Protest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, posted underneath, uh, I think it was a nine network thing about, you know, uh, anti-vaxxer protest. And I just yeah. t- typed yeah. underneath, you spelled pro-choice wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It's anti-mandatory vaccination. And that word mandatory is very, very important in that. Mm. Uh, there are many people coming to the protests who have been vaccinated. There are yes. many people who plan yes. to be vaccinated, but they are absolutely against the violation of human rights that comes with segregating society based on medical choices. That's, mm-hmm. that's what this is about. So when protesters went into the city, regardless of the warnings on the Wednesday, we saw that the new tactics and the new equipment that, that, that we'd all been warned about was that the Victorian government rolled out its anti-terror squad. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember after 9-11, they brought in all this new legislation giving you know, new equipment and new powers to the police for anti-terrorism yep. laws. We're going to keep you safe, right? Yeah. Well, in Australia, thankfully, that has been barely used. There have been very few incidents in Australia. That's I think been- Martin Plaza in Sydney is one. 
Yeah, and then um, um, Gargasoulis, uh, who who drove down oh, yeah, the street in Melbourne yeah. and killed a lot of people, um, yeah. is is you know people argue about whether that was a terrorist attack or, or not, but I, well, I would there's put terror that in the involved. Same yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same category. Yeah, um, nut job with a car killing. It's it's yeah. still terrifying. Yes, yeah. But they had bought a new piece of equipment called a Bearcat, which is an armored personnel carrier. It's something that would not at all look out of place. If you change the paint scheme and drive it down the streets of Kabul in Afghanistan, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, there you go. It's probably where it came from. Yeah, quite possibly. Mm. Um, and so they bought one of those for the, um, the, the anti-terror squad in, I believe it was 2018, and it had never been used. And finally, this was their chance to use it. So protesters start to get into the city no location no central location had been announced because mm. remember the unions have come in now it's no longer any of the organizers that learned all the lessons it's mm. the unions just just they're angry and they're saying every day and well, where i yeah. don't know when i don't know we'll just get into the city and do something mm. so then this bear cat with a whole bunch of special operations group or anti-terror squad or whatever particular unit they were I, i'm not 100 sure armed with rubber bullets walking behind the bear cat the bear cat drives down the street and some of them are actually hanging off the bear cat mm -hmm. shooting at unarmed civilians who were who looked like they might have been protesters mm -hmm. at this point i i, I want to emphasize this there was no massive protest going on there was no looting there wasn't even graffiti going on there were people milling around in the city yeah there's and no rioting no the protest shooting at them with rubber bullets because they thought that maybe that particular person that they were now using potentially deadly force on might have been a protester now you would have seen uh um the exhibition buildings i was watching live i can't remember the gentleman's last name anthony he was arrested at northcote he was um arrested live yeah and um uh channel nine oh, the same for me face it's like oh they just added him because he was there yeah. but he was um in a small group they're trying to find somewhere and they're walking away um from the cops and they get to uh i think it's rath down street if i'm correct on the the west side of uh the gardens and they see the riot squad coming up from the corner mm. and so they they go into the park and the cops just get out of all their vans, start advancing and firing without warning. And mm -hmm. that's when you see everyone, it, it was basically a hunt. It yep. wasn't um, protesting or anything. Yep. And so that's when they all ran. And yep. that's been shown on social media. It was like, this is the level of ridiculous. And so yep. uh, just, yeah, you know, we've been talking a bit seriously. So I'm going to bring in a joke. Um, how do you think our tourism ads are going? <laughs> right. Why would it, I've asked right. friends, would you want to come here? No, like, no, no, please no, no. help. No, extreme sport tourism is a massive global industry. Oh, what oh. what could be more extreme? Come to, to Melbourne. To, yeah, lose all your rights. by the cops. Yeah. Right? We sort of would just set up this new challenge. We'll like map out this pathway. It's like orienteering, but much higher stakes. Yeah. You know, and every time, you make, every time you make it to um, uh, a step, or whatever, you like a, a point, you you lose a human right, and yeah, that's right, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and all that's harder and harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, right at the end, We'd, um, there's a pepper spray bath, and yeah, anyway, yeah. We've just got to pivot our our tourism industry towards extreme sports, adrenaline yeah. junkies, and then Ex and then we'll be right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, what happened? Because we're now literally being chased down the streets by military equipment and body armored people with shoot on sight orders. Mm. Literally, like that's not an, that 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 no, that no, is a literal description. That's the hunt thing. Yeah, that's that's what a literal description of what was happening. That's not an exaggeration. Mm. Um, the 
a group managed to get together somehow, despite the circumstances, they managed to actually get a critical mass together and they marched towards a place called the Shrine of Remembrance, which is about a kilometre and a half south. Yeah, I can actually add to that because um, if you remember, the police asked the media to stop filming from the air with the helicopters mm. because people like myself mm. were watching the live stream and uh, Sky News or whatever yeah. it was yeah. and say, oh, the police are here. And the yeah. thing is, the police say, oh, they will coordinate because they know where the police are. It's like, yeah. Not really. We we're looking for the other, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they yeah, could join yeah. up. We it were was, looking hey, for each other. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the opposite thing where it's not like um, all oh, the cops here attack them. It's more the cops are there, go the other way. That's right. And this that's this right. is the oh they they want to fight what, mm, by running no. away. Yeah, it doesn't make right. sense. That's so right. eventually they all meet up around about um, Flinders Street Station, and Something they saw like yeah, and then this is when Rukshan entered as well. Mm. Mm. Um, and they head towards uh, uh, the Shrine in Remembrance, I think because thinking um, it's it's sacred ground, freedom, as well as um, a, a big open area so you can't get really kettled. Yeah, so, kettle. yeah. Let me put and it this, is, this way. And this is where you sort of joined in as well. I, I, look, I was lagging behind because I got some information that um, the group was heading towards the Victoria... Um, Queen Victoria Market, which is the yep. opposite end of the city. Yes. So I got up there and I live streamed for a while because there were cops everywhere. That's yep. where the, that's where the union headquarters yes. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they were very worried that the mob was going to come up and, and attack the headquarters kind of idea in their minds, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I responded to the intel that I got, which proved in the end to not be correct, but I don't blame the person that sent it to mm -hmm. me. It's a confusing, it's fog of war type situation, right? Yeah. So I've, I've gone completely the wrong way to completely the wrong end of the city. And now I'm playing catch up to try and get to the group. So I didn't actually rendezvous with the group till after that arrived yeah. at the shrine because okay, that yeah. just had too much of a head start on me. Yes, yes. So we went there. And, and a lot of people got really angry about the fact that, oh, they're bringing protest to the shrine. It's disrespectful. That's not the right place for it. Well, let me, let me say two things. Number one, that wasn't planned. Mm. We went there in the hope that they would be forced or shamed in a way into having to extend to us the basic human decency that we should have been shown in the first place. Mm. We were chased out of the city by fully armored, body armored, special operations group operators firing at us on site. Yes. Right. Yeah. And after that happened and they chased us around for long enough, they went, fuck it. We're going there because maybe they'll have to hold their fire in that mm. spot. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, what we are protesting about is the preservation of the freedoms that were given to us by our Anzacs. Yeah. Those yeah. we built that shrine to remember the people that gave us these freedoms. And here's what really pisses me off on the 11th of November, they're going to have remembrance day. Mm. And Daniel Andrews, as the, as the Premier of Victoria, is going to stand up and he's going to give a speech and he's going to say these words, lest we forget. Yeah. Now, in Australia, those are hallowed words. Those yes. are words that we use on days like Anzac Day, on days like Remembrance Day, that we have inscripted on buildings like the Shrine of Remembrance and the War Memorial in Canberra, lest mm. we forget. It angers me so deeply because he has forgotten. Mm-hmm. And he will stand up there and he will get the photo opportunity and he will get all the PR and everything of, of that. And he will use that slogan, but he has forgotten, you know, we haven't forgotten their names. We haven't forgotten the battles and we haven't forgotten the details about what happened, but we have completely lost touch with why and what it was that they were fighting for. Yeah. We have and forgotten. A third of Victorians support the government. Cause I think it's right. Cause there's, a, uh, I'd say there's a third that are a third angry, a third that are silent, but agree. Mm. Uh, and well, you saw it on the, on the Tuesday, we're going through um, the traffic where mm. everyone's honking. 
Like yeah, everyone's yeah. Like, because there's certain you know, like the police say, oh, I'm doing it because I need to get paid. So like, well, certain people aren't protesting because they need to get paid. That's right. And That's so, right. yeah, there's that third. But the thing is, um, the, the Daniel Andrews government would be um, the enemy of those Anzacs. The Anzacs would come in. Correct. Like, um, Correct. like have you, did you hear the news that Republicans in the United States mm-hmm. actually want to put sanctions against Australia because of what they're doing? It's like, wow, we're, we're at that level. But, but so they should. Imagine the images coming out of the streets of Melbourne were coming from Moscow or were yeah. coming from Beijing Hong or were Kong. coming from yeah, Hong Kong, Tiananmen Square. Mm. Right. If it came out of any of those places, the politicians would be rushing to the nearest video camera to grandstand mm. and talk about freedom and human rights. Yeah. Right. That's what would be happening. We absolutely deserve sanctions. Mm. 100% we do. We, we ought to be treated like any other state would be treated Ooh. under these circumstances. And, and for, uh, for the watcher, viewer, listener, why would we say that? Because like, really, like, it's not going to affect us anymore because <laughs> we're in lockdown for. Oh, you this can't long. destroy our economy, our economy any more yeah, than it already it, is. It's like really, I don't think we're the the government type will um just they'll lose face, but the Victorian people is like, and yeah, so what's going on? Yeah, it's not going to. So worse. um uh, no, apparently there was one urination on on the, the shrine. Yeah, and it's like and that's yeah, been blown up into something massive. Yeah, because like a horse took a piss. Now, I mean, yeah. obviously, let's not blame the horse. Yeah, but that was huge. That's right. Um, and it's like also they kettled in. They couldn't go to uh, yeah. a toilet. And, you yeah. know, but oh, it's disrespectful. How could they? It's like yeah, I actually tweeted out. So you're upset people fighting for freedom went to a monument that celebrates people fighting for freedom. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, there's this massive cognitive dissonance going on and people are just caught up in their own sense of self-righteousness, their own sense of outrage uh, mm-hmm. and, and just cannot see it. And, and I've given up on a lot of people, not in the sense that I've given up on having any level of friendship with them, but I'm not going to invest any energy into trying to convince them of anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's triage. They're beyond saving. Mm. So I'm not going to put any effort into saving them. I'll put my effort in relationships into the relationships where it, it returns something to me and makes my life better yeah. or where I think it's actually going to make a difference. Yeah. Being a comedian, a bit cheeky, I'll just point out. So you support uh, in Paris, you support the Nazis compared to the French underground. Yeah. Uh, you support you know, just doing all that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, it's exactly the same. But these people will sit there and watch star Wars and say, yes, I'm on the side of the rebels. Yeah. You know, oh, how awful that Emperor Palpatine just, you know, turned the Galactic Republic into the Galactic Empire. Yep. Mm. Well, Daniel Andrews just turned a democracy into a dictatorship and you are 100% on his side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that question of what would you have done in the early 30s in Germany? Well, that question has been answered now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very happy with the way that question got answered in my case. Yeah. You know, Same here. It's like, really? Ah, idiots. Um, yeah. So uh, let's skip to the end of uh where were you because i know you were there you're helping at rookshan holding at the camera um your little at the shrine, uh, yeah yeah your little speech and yeah. i don't mean that in a derogatory no, no, term no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. speech that yeah. was small but yeah. that, that uh went viral or it, you know it, viral. Up, yeah, it, yeah it went around yeah, a little on, bit yeah, yeah on tiktok because it's i mean it was like why is he wearing it yeah anyway yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, quite good um and so um i actually had to go do my uh regular show planet collingwood uh, that yep. was, I, I was on air when that was happening. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, oh, I can't remember the exact, um, I think it's Monty Python in the Holy Grail where uh, John Cleese is running towards a castle. 
uh and it's like every shot he's further away further uh, yeah. away and closer and closer and it's yeah. like the cops were they took a step when you weren't looking and get closer yeah. and closer now um we you were there when they had the uh, minute of silence yes now yes. see now that just shows that there's humanity involved it's not mm. that classic hollywood mm. black and white mm. uh good versus evil because no. the cops actually respected that as well the cops joined in on that with the exception of one radio that i think the person who was on manning that radio was at a bit of a command post a bit further back and probably wasn't aware of what was happening yes and so there was this one annoying police radio chatter in the background mm. and they didn't turn it down because i don't think they realized yeah um but in terms of anyone you know, it's hard to hear it is and and this is true of the police and it's also true of the protesters when someone tries to say something not everyone's on the same page at the same time but everyone that was close enough to have a clue what was going on a hundred percent on both sides the police as well and you know even to the point of dipping their heads and, and that sort of stuff yeah yeah you because know? it was um uh not just for the two construction workers which uh the lockdown for two weeks and unfortunately two um i'm, I'm gonna assume their gender two gentlemen <laughs> uh, uh lost their lives uh, but they also, and for any other, what I liked is that uh, young lady said, and all the other suicides in in the, during the lockdown pandemic yeah. stuff. Yeah, correct. Now I, I shared that because it was very emotional. Uh, mm. So like, oh my goodness, it's like, oh look, humanity. This is weird. Yeah. We're all working yeah. together. There's still yeah. there's an element of hope, and it's yeah. not hopium. It's actual hope. Yeah. And then someone actually, yeah, then they shot them. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so. <laughs> Having been involved in this since the beginning, I, I understand the long game and I understand that on any given day in any given protest, there's only so much you can achieve. Yeah. And once you've achieved that, you go home, right? Yes. Yeah, you and, make and a statement. You minimize collateral damage, you, you, you minimize arrests, and that way you maintain the momentum and the energy for the next day and, and, or the next one and the, the one after that. Mm. The problem with this particular situation is that an enormous percentage of the crowd was made up of the unions who had only been protesting since Monday or Friday, if you count the, the, the yes. break rooms on the streets, right? They'd only actually been face-to-face -face with the cops since Monday. This is their third day. Mm. And bless them, so glad to have their energy on board, but they did not, and, and many still do not, understand the long game. Mm. There was this idea, we're not leaving until you know daniel andrews resigns or whatever well yeah. listen mate you can stay until sunrise mm -hmm. daniel andrews is not resigning between now and sunrise no matter how many of us stay at the shrine it's not happening mm -hmm. that's not on the table but what we had in that moment was a situation where daniel andrews had rolled out the anti-terror squad and an armored vehicle and had still failed to stop us getting together and having a, a march yeah he had had thousands of police officers on the streets chasing us all over the city and it still didn't work. We still got together and we still had our march. We still had our protest. Yeah. And then we arrived at the point where the police had to have a standoff with us. Mm. They, they had to stop coming and shooting and they didn't even have the numbers to kettle us and completely surround us. There were still exits, uh, opportunities available. Yes. We had won on the ground that day. It was a comprehensive victory after he'd been on television that morning saying there's new tactics, you'd better not try it. Yeah. We'd humiliated him. Yes. Yeah. It's all about face in this. Yep. It's, it's, it's not numbers of deaths. It's no, not no, a no. classic hot war. It's, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no. It's no. About, yeah. We'd absolutely humiliated him. And we had the opportunity where the commander on the ground said, listen, we're going to let everyone leave with no arrests. Now, mm. unfortunately, that memo didn't go out to all of the officers. So some in the surrounding areas, some people still, even, even the ones that did take the offer still did get arrested and harassed. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um, however, the offer was made. We're going to let you all go. We just, we don't want to, we don't want to have to clear you off the monument by shooting, mm. you know, and, and have that imagery going around the world. Mm. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, what do we achieve by staying? We, right, yeah. right now we're winning. 
the only thing that happens is is they we force the cops to come onto the shrine and shoot people. Okay, now that's terrible imaging for them. I agree, but it's also terrible imaging for us. Yes, and it's something that I don't want to see happen. I mm. that's not the place. You know, yeah. Uh, yes, we went there as a last resort. You know, a little bit like a soldier resorting to a church in World War Two or something like that. You're just yeah. saying. I'm coming here because I hope they're going to have to treat me with a little bit more humanity than what they would if they caught me on the street outside. Yeah. It had served that purpose without being disrespected up to that point in time. And let's not disrespect it by forcing the cops because they will give the order and they, they, they will be made yes, to do yes. it. Yeah. So I got on the megaphone along with a number of others and said, listen, guys, let's go home. Mm-hmm. The problem is... Who, who, what unionist knows who I am? Who the hell, yeah. who the hell am I? As, right? Plus three days of anger. They're still yeah, in three that days angry. of anger and everything else. Yeah. So I, I couldn't give a rousing speech because a rousing speech was a really bad idea when the, when the crowd was already as fired up as it was. Mm. Uh, and so I was kind of a little bit trapped. I'm like, they don't know who I am. I can't show them who I am and what I'm capable of. I just mm. have to kind of stand up and meekly go, hey guys, I think it's a really good time to go home, yeah. which I did. And a number of people did then leave, but unfortunately a number of people stayed. And the inevitable happened. I mean, what, mm. what, what, what else? How else was this going to end? It wasn't going to end any other way. No. Um, the police came onto the shrine. They began shooting their rubber bullets and their pepper balls and everything else, um, and basically went back to what we had seen at the start of the day. And so, sadly, the day finished where it started. Instead yeah. of finishing with a ceasefire, we were we were back to shoot on sight type of, of scenario. Yes. Yeah, the, back back the yeah, back the massive loop. It's interesting as well because uh, um, the next day, because uh, the um, just the propaganda from it, like the Murdoch riots and you know far left, and like oh, what yeah. what fantasy world are you in? <laughs> um, I, someone on my Facebook, I, I don't know why we're friends, but um, I, I use it as a teaching lesson if that makes sense. It's like yeah. oh, I can see what they're doing, but the the meme was um, the Murdoch riots have fizzled out, and Dan Andrews has a popularity of sixty four percent. Yeah. I told my mum that and she's gone, yeah, I'm sure there's 64 people that like him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is where I get my That sounds more right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, so uh, we had the um, all the uh, curfews and uh, everything else like that. The uh, On the Wednesday, they tried to stop uh, media filming uh, mm-hmm. the protests. Mm-hmm. They lost in court. Mm-hmm. So the, the police slash government were trying to censor the media. Correct. Now on Thursday... Uh, what what are your um, knowledge of that? Because it so, looks like the CBD w- uh, was shut down electronically certain uh, on certain aspects. I haven't. Well, I also, oh, if I, sorry, I also want to add. Um, after seeing the cops shoot at the shrine, uh, I don't think many people wanted to protest after three no, days right. and seeing that as well. That's right. So a lot of people were exhausted. There was no, to my knowledge, there was no time or place released as a meeting point. And and if you can't get uh, you know, about 2,000 people is your minimum number of people to have any measure of safety. Mm. Once you've got about 2,000 people, the police will set up rather than going and shooting you, right? Yeah. Anything less than that, you're, you're at extremely high risk of just immediate violence as soon as, mm. you know, shoot on site type of stuff. And so if you can't get a group together and, and, and how could they with the amount of police presence and, mm. and everything else? There, it did appear that Telstra was complicit in shutting down or slowing down its um, network and or Facebook did something. There were a lot of people trying to stream and they were unable to. And I've spoken to a few people who were there and were trying to stream and were unable to. Mm. So Thursday fizzled, okay? I don't think it's fizzle. I don't think it's a fizzle when an unarmed populace has trouble gathering when an armed police force will shoot them on site. Well, see, yeah, this is their wording. I think it's like, you know, long game. Um, It's, you can't hit every day. 
Correct. we're not French. And yeah. that's a, a lovely acknowledgement. Um, Joseph Paul Watson, if you're familiar mm. with him, mm. uh, we're called the orange vest. Um, yeah, okay. uh, thing because well he's still more orange because the yellow vest yeah. is in France. Yeah, the yellow vest is, is France. Um, yeah. And so uh, yeah, as a joke, I just you know the battle of so the battle of the shrine. Thursday yep. was a day off, which yep. makes sense. It was an RDO. Well. Yep. Yeah, RDO. Yeah, RDO. Yeah. And then um, uh, Friday was a uh, public holiday in a lockdown. Thanks, Dan. Like, yeah. Yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh no, things are closed. Uh, but they stayed away from the city, and you had the battle of Northcote. Yes. Which uh, was only, I think, 90 to 100 people or something like that. A very small skirmish. And the police embarrassed themselves because their presence in the suburbs was so out of place that locals ended up gathering. And they ended up cordoning off actually a fairly popular shop where there is allowed to be opened, Mm. allowed to be open for takeaway. And people would show up to get takeaway. And there's all these riot police in between them and the Mm. shop. And they ended up almost creating a protest because the, the, the public started to go, well, what is this? Like, what's this overkill? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and started to mouth off at the cops. People who would never have shown up to a protest were starting to have remonstrations with the cops because yeah. they were in their community. Mm. Um, so it was quite a, quite a pretty thing to see, actually, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> I've got to fast forward a little bit here because I need to go shortly. But we then had Saturday. Saturday, uh, I, I attempted to join uh, what happened on Saturday, but I was not able to get to the right place at the right time. That was St Kilda, wasn't it? That that ended up in St Kilda. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, I attempted to join. Sorry, excuse me, I attempted to join Friday. Yeah, and I was not able to get in. Like I, I played Dodgem Cops in the city for a while. Uh, unfortunately, I'm relatively recognisable, so I I can't get too close yeah. to yeah. the cops or take any risks. Yeah. Um, and I was never able to link up with anybody. And then by the time I found out about the Northcote thing, I was already halfway home, and I live I live an hour out of the city. So yeah. I missed out on Friday. Saturday, I chose not to go in. Uh, and yes, they they went to St Kilda. They didn't get large numbers and they were pretty quickly pounced on by the police. And we didn't get a lot of media cover or a lot of uh, sort of social media content yeah. out of that because that's that's really where the war is, okay? The war is actually happening online. It's happening on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. That's actually where it's going on. Yeah. Then we come to today, which is Monday. Yeah, because Sunday's the Lord's Day. Let's yeah, that's right. No, nothing yeah. really happened on, on Sunday that I'm yeah. aware of anyway. Yeah. And then, um, um, yeah, we'll, we'll end here. Uh, not right now, but uh, with what uh, the latest one. Um, in the Battle of Fitzroy. See, I, yeah. I just like saying it. But anyway, uh, were you there or you just... Uh, I don't know. So yeah, I, yeah. I was aware that it was happening first, but unfortunately, again, it's a weekday and and I I can't leave the kids. Yes, yeah, but you, you shared enough on, on, on your page. So, so I made sure that people that the people who were going to be there were going to take photographs and supply them to me so that I could push them out and make sure that we didn't have the problem that we had on Saturday where there just wasn't a lot of content going out, right? Yes. Uh, so I, they sent me videos, they sent me photos, I posted them straight away and they've gone kind of gangbusters on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so just making sure people know that it happened because it was a beautiful protest. They did it so, so well. Oh, yes. It's uh, the silent. Um, it's got, they're all social distance. They're wearing mm-hmm. masks. They're mm-hmm. all sitting down. They're all just wearing completely silent. Um, I know Avi and Rebel News were there as yep. well. And the Rookshan turned Rukshan up. Rookshan was there. Strangely enough, I try to watch his video through my piece, uh, my desktop, mm-hmm. and Facebook wouldn't allow me to watch the video. But then I did it on my, uh, it kept sort of just stopping. But then yeah, I watched right. it on my phone and, hey, how you pressed yeah, no it. Yeah, so that's the latest. Now, this is healthcare workers. Now, I don't know if you saw uh, Daniel Andrews get a question. Um, are you familiar with the basketballer? Um, uh, Andrew Bogut. Bogut. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. You should get him on, on one of your shows. I would love to, but I don't have a direct contact with him. So all I can do is send him a message on Instagram and he'd yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, see that. Uh, uh, he's also on uh, Twitter as well. So, I mean, yeah, okay. uh, put it yeah. out there and see what you, because what you, yeah. I think it would work well. Um, someone actually asked him, uh, 
um, Mr. Premier, are you familiar with so-called health workers doing a protest? Mm, and I'm yeah. like, that's a bit insulting. Yeah, the meme has already been decided yeah, as far yeah, as they're concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I haven't been, um, uh, what's the word? I haven't been um, appraised on that. I'm saying the wrong word. You know, he hasn't been told about it. I can't remember yeah. the exact word he said. Yeah. But so I can't comment, and then he spent the next minute commenting on it. But <laughs> it's Daniel Andrews. Yeah, and 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 there's people who are just so deeply delusional. Uh, I've seen people dismissing it on the basis that vets can also get the same uniforms, uh, and so it was probably a bunch of veterinarians. And I'm like, what's the difference? One, what's the difference? Two, really, you think there's a whole bunch of veterinarians are going to go out there and risk being arrested in order to pretend to be healthcare workers to protest about the healthcare vaccine? Yeah. Like. That's like Bill Shorten, where like oh, some some idiots uh, yeah. just went to the reset shop and bought some high vis. It's like yeah, what, the, yeah. the, the 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 stores that are closed because of lockdown. That's right. That's right. You know, and I, I'm I, you know the jacket that I wore when I was there, I was trying to blend in. Yes, I was, but it's a it's a legitimate jacket that I own from when I was a forklift driver. Yeah. All right. And people are like, oh, he dressed up as a tradie. No, I dressed up as myself, wearing my work clothes from about twelve years ago. Yeah. Right. That's 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 what I yeah, dressed yeah. up as. Yeah. Fake trade. Uh, trade. It's like, what's that going to do with to pro choice? Yeah. But the uh, there was no one time one... that I ever claimed to be a tradie. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Can only be yeah. a fake something if you're claiming to be that thing, and I never did. Yeah. Uh, which is um, the media's projecting. Yeah. Uh, the the one nurse that was talked that Arby spoke to, and I think Rukshan actually. Um, did interview, but my video sucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, she basically, she's for science. She's for vaccines. She yeah. works at a vaccine hub. Uh, however, she had the placard, coercion is not consent. Yes. And it's basically all about 100%. pro-choice and allowing people 100%. to have the freedom to think. And that's what it's they don't understand. It's, it's not, not complicated. It's not, not what they understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those who are asking uh, what's going on in Melbourne, I think we covered it. <laughs> so that's, that... that's pretty much brought you up to the minute, literally to this morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've, we've covered it. So the, the, in the end, what happened was the police showed up in massive numbers and the mm. images of all of these riot police in body armor with weapons um, standing around these nurses in nurses' outfits, holding signs, sitting on the grass silently um, is pretty striking. And, you know, the helicopter do, 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 do overhead yeah. and like this whole, apparently four buses and about 10 police cars plus a few other equipment vehicles showed up to mm -hmm. this small group of nurses. And they were basically told, if you disperse now, we're not going to, we won't fuck you up. Yeah. It was basically what it came down to. And they chose to disperse. I'm not going to criticize that decision. No, they made um, their point. That's their decision to make on the ground at the time, whether they want to sit there and get arrested or whether they want to leave. I, I always choose to leave if I can. So I'm certainly not going to criticize them for choosing to leave as well. Um, and um, however, once again, they, they won. They achieved it. The mm. images are going around the world right now. The videos are going yeah, around the world. Because right the media... I don't think they'll cover it at all or it'll be just a small, oh, and some people thing in no, a park. Coming I, I up think next. I think they'll have to because of people like Rukshan. Yeah. I, I actually think they won't be able to sweep this stuff under the rug. If Rukshan mm. or Avi, Avi, they, I think they feel like they can ignore a little bit more. No disrespect to him, but no, I think no, the, the media think they yeah. can ignore him a little bit more. Rukshan, when, when you've got the crowds chanting this guy's name and he's getting a viewership 20, 30 times bigger than the mainstream media, mm. they can't just pretend it didn't happen. Getting interviewed on Fox News. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no, they so. can't just pretend that, that, that it didn't happen if he covered it. So, so um, in the final moments of this show, uh, what can people... Now, um, I, I know you're talk we're, we're talking to Victorians. However, yeah. I'm sharing this with everyone else because... Uh, they can learn from our experience yeah. where uh, 
you don't want to turn into us. So yes. what can, because yes. you've got a, a great uh, tagline, uh, which makes sense because, you know, slavery, Jewish Holocaust, all this other stuff. Mm. Well, see, I haven't said it yet. I'm leaving it no. for you. <laughs> uh, good people break bad laws. Yeah. You cannot obey bad laws and still claim to be a good person. It doesn't work that way. Well, the police are getting paid. It's like, you're a mercenary. And remember yeah, the Nuremberg right. trials? Yeah. Saying I was following orders is not an excuse. Not a defense. It's not because a defense. I think, yeah, that's actually in uh, the charters. Like, you can refuse an order if it's unethical. I, I don't know how the police are trained anymore. When I was yeah. in the Army Reserves, it was very clear, it was drilled into us from recruit course that we are morally responsible for the orders that we follow. And you have a moral responsibility to refuse if, if you believe an order is wrong. Yeah. You'll get court-martialed and all the rest of it. You'll, you'll have to go through a pretty unpleasant process. Mm. Um, however, if your convictions tell you that you can't follow an order, then that's actually what you are obliged to do. And yeah. we were trained that way. I don't believe that that happens in the Victoria Police anymore. No. Uh, or if it ever did, um, I, w I wasn't in uh, Vipol. But talking to some of the older members, I do believe that they at least had that as an ethos. Whether mm. it was official or not, that was their ethos. Now, talking to current members and particularly relatively new recruits, uh, they I've actually had some of them get mad at me for suggesting that they are still morally responsible, even if they're following orders. Yeah. Uh, and I had one of them even say to me, no, it's a, it's a common misconception that we work for the people of Victoria. We don't. We work for the government of Victoria. And the government represents the Victorian people, but, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just a case of we work for the government and we do what the government tells us to do. And that's, what, and that's the right thing. That's the moral thing. I do as I'm told by the government. And, and that completely made sense in this particular, they're a very new officer. Yeah. And this completely made sense in their mind. And they accepted, they, they rejected and got upset that I would suggest that they would still bear moral responsibility for their actions when they're in uniform. I think we need to teach history in school again. Oh, and, and well, look, this person's old enough to know better, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, they've, they've had another career and then they've moved into policing and, and they're old enough well, to know better. Yes. Um, yeah. But, but this is just, unfortunately, the, the, the state of, of things. So to answer your question, you know, what can other people do around the world to avoid this? Number one, get more people to understand what's happened here. Right. We are, we are the cautionary tale. You know, I used to talk about Venezuela being the cautionary tale of our generation against mm. socialism, right? The collapse of Venezuela from being yeah. among the top 10 wealthiest countries in the world to being among the poorest mm. was the, the, the cautionary tale of my generation. Well, we've now become the cautionary tale of the police state and the yeah. fact that even a liberal democracy is not immune from becoming a police state. Yeah. And it's also Oz style. Have you noticed? Because yeah. uh, oh, you lost all your guns. It's like we still have guns. Um, I haven't seen any. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it's our culture, and so it's uh, that's why it's so um, apparent and under strain of uh, police shooting at unarmed civilians. Correct. Correct. Yeah, like, yeah. Mate, what are you doing? What are you doing, and, mate? And there's this absolutely absurd thing that happens. I've seen Commissioner Luke Cornelius say it. I've seen Commissioner Shane Patton say it, where they're defending some of these police overreactions on the basis that it's a very, it's a very fast-moving and frightening environment for our operators, our our officers to be operating in. And I'm like, well, fuck me. How fast-moving and frightening do you think it is for the unarmed protesters that are facing off with your armed officers that are wearing body armor and helmets and face shields and are shooting? I would I just twist that like, for who are trying to get away from. Yes. Well, <laughs> once we get trapped, yeah, right? that, once yeah, we get trapped, we're yes, facing yes. off, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but up until that yeah. point, absolutely, that's a good, yeah. that's a good correction. We are, we are literally trying to keep our distance, and yeah, they're we, the ones chasing us. We just, uh, just being, oh, we. I'm joining your brother. Uh, <laughs> just joining. It's just to be heard. 
And mm. it's very hard to have a conversation because, you know, the people think that there's the Black Plague out there, mm. but the numbers and everything else like that. But that's another conversation. That's another conversation. Look, I'll let you go because you have Yeah, I need to call it. I, I can hear a crying baby, so I need yeah. to go and, and, and so attend just to quick, that. Yeah, just quickly uh, allow people uh, where where they can find you if they uh, choose uh, to follow. Facebook, uh, I, my page name is Topher Field, T-O-P-H-E-R-F-I-E-L-D. Same on Instagram, at Topher Field. And also do make sure you go to topherfield.net and put your email address in because if I get removed from socials, that email list is how I'll be able to keep in touch with you. Yep, um, a lot of other people are doing that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Topher Field, for joining. And I'll we'll probably Appreciate do this it. again And because um, I enjoyed this, even though it's all this dark stuff, it's still fun. So <laughs> uh, everyone uh, watching on the YouTubes and the Odysseys and everything else like that, please like, subscribe, share. Um, if anyone asks what's happening in Australia or Victoria, you can point them to this show and hopefully that will help out. So um, until next time, kids, uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers.